0: This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley.
1: Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create and live the life others only dream of. On last week's show, we talked with Nafisa Shireen about the growing need for coaches to create one-on-one interactions with their clients. And we talked to Carrie Connolly, who gave us the secrets she uses to grow her coaching business. In our business builder segment, we showed you the value of having your own branded process. So Michael, what do we have planned for today's show?
2: Well, first up in the trends and insights segment, Janelle will be talking with Irina Baker about the need to balance masculine and feminine energy in your business. Next in today's success interview, we'll talk with Kimberly Pickett about the importance of setting goals and how she's used them to grow her award-winning business. And in our business builder segment, I'll be back to talk about why you should write your own book. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started.
3: First up, it's Trends and Insights, your insider's look at industry trends being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today, we're talking with spiritual awareness mentor and best-selling author, Irina Baker. Welcome, Irina.
4: Hi, Janelle. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm
3: really excited and interested in our conversation today, and I'd love to start this by asking our experts, what current trends are you seeing that's impacting coaches, speakers, and authors like yourself?
4: One day many years ago, I was invited to a sort of seminar. So I went there, and there was a man who stood there in front of everybody and started saying that, first of all, he insulted the audience. Then and said that basically said that we were nothing and nothing would come out of us, but he, on his terms, was the best. He was the one who climbed the Everest. He was the one who uh, visited Antarctic, and he was going on and on and on. So I was actually shocked. That was many years ago. I didn't know much about this style of presentations, and actually very, I was very, very offended. At the end of the... Seminar. A lot of people stood up and ran to the back of the room, and apparently purchased he what was he, what he was offering. And mm-hmm. he was uh, he said that we needed in life to be coached by his distinguished team of coaches, not even himself, but his team. And so people wanted to buy it. So to me, that was a very strange way of enticing you to. To be coached by somebody who doesn't even respect you. So that was many years ago, as I said. And through my spiritual development and years of spiritual healing and professional work, I started noticing and and really seeing the trend that has evolved over the years. If before, and I call this trend myself as Adam. That was before Adam's model of business, and now it's Adam and Eve's model of business.
3: Hmm. Can you talk more about that? That sounds interesting. Sure.
4: Sure. So before it was just the ego. And I wouldn't say it's a male who would do it, it's just anybody. So the business was we wanted aggressive sales, we wanted actively pursuing, we valued competition, we were going for the kill. No matter, no wonder nobody likes, so to speak, uh, second hand, what are they called, the car salesman. Mm -hmm. It's a stereotype. That was before because it was logical thinking that was ruling the business, the Mm -hmm. reasoning. No feeling involved. You have to be tough. You have to overcome competition. While now it's different. Now we invite pursuit. We want the invisible clothes when people really are excited not to feel killed like a prey, but you're actually excited you bought something and you feel valued and respected. We mm-hmm. value cooperation versus competition. Mm-hmm. And so, and we're relying on intuition as well to guide us in business decisions. And above all, we value authenticity. We can stay there in our power and we can be honest with our audience, with our potential clients, and of course, Current clients, by who we are and what we stand for. So that's the difference because before it was just Adam, our ego, and now it's Adam and Eve, both masculine and feminine together, both energies that are present in every human on earth.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd like to have you talk for a minute about um, intuition because I think it's something that people feel, but they don't know what they're feeling. There's you know something in, their, their, their gut that tells them they should be doing something or it feels right or it doesn't feel right. But I think oftentimes people have a hard time relying on that and they're looking for so much external validation, and they're missing so many of the signs that are going on inside.
4: That's exactly true because that was the word intuition was taboo in business. However, As if you read Napoleon Hill, for example, Think and Grow Rich, and that's the Bible of business. Mm -hmm. And he talks a lot about those people who achieved or amassed great wealth, they were all connected to something greater than themselves. They did not rely on just reasoning, just experience, but they relied on bigger, higher power to make those business decisions. And Napoleon Hill gives us a lot of examples throughout his works about that. So people have forgotten about that and because, like I said, it was a taboo. You, nobody talked about it. Imagine a high executive comes to the room, board meeting room, and says, well, I'm going to sit and meditate for three hours, and then I'll contact my angels, and we will devise together with angels the whole plan, campaign, marketing campaign, and we will go from there. <laughs> it would mm. never happen, right before. <laughs> but actually, those people who rely on the intuition, these are the most successful. Now we just need to bring it out into the open and openly discuss it.
3: When you and I have talked about that a number of times, I think a lot of people have a hard time talking about it, although I think it's something that that does rule a lot of our decisions. So how do you see business changing? Because more people are starting to become aware
4: of this? I absolutely believe that this is the time of so-called, and I na- I call it this way, an enlightened business. Enlightened business does not rely on the masculine energy alone. In other words, it does not rely on our human ego alone because we cannot rely on our experiences. They could be right, they could be false. Mm-hmm. We have to rely on the high power that is inside of each one of us, we could call it creative power, whatever you call it, but it's inside, and it can guide us in the right decision, in the right way, in the right uh, direction, and the ego has never seen a big picture. The, in the, in business, you have to have that big picture, and you will never know where to go and what the right decision to make and what the next move to take which is right which is according to the authentic self and how you perceive yourself in business so it's just the only way of business in my opinion.
3: Well and I think when you get in touch with your authentic self I think that's when um, and people call it different things and it's not really about what it's called it's more about what it is and I think it It helps people really get that balance that so many people are looking for today. It's not all work. And there is that that nice balance of, whether you call it, life balance, work-life balance, you know, really feeling happy and satisfied.
4: And also I would add to that, because Janelle, you're absolutely right, uh, But and I also add to that, imagine before it was all about virtue of hard work if you work hard people would say you would get far and you will be successful well we know a lot of hard-working people who have two jobs get very little money and cannot pay their bills so there is something wrong about this principle just hard work mm-hmm. because when we rely on our intuition when we follow that bigger picture or whatever it is you call it with a higher power Then you don't need to work that hard. We still need to work. I have to claim it. My my new book is about bridging physical and spiritual together. You must take actions, but you don't have to be a slave. It's about self-expression. Your soul, I truly believe that your soul came to this earth to self-express, not to be a slave of the job or a business and not having any joy, any light light at the end of the tunnel. It Mm -hmm. has to be both money, great wealth, and great joy and satisfaction, both. So how can
3: entrepreneurs and business owners Leverage this shift to really expand their business and their reach.
4: I, this question can be answered in different ways because you say leverage. I would say, how can we? They even start. They need to start with intuition development or believing in that power. They have to. Every single one need to needs to look at themselves and say. Am I just following the old ways of doing business, the Adams business model? as I call it, or do I bring in my authentic self? Do I have, is my business aligned with my soul purpose? Am I doing what I'm born to do here on earth? And how am I connected with the divine to bring the best from my soul into this world so I can leave the biggest legacy and I can serve the world to be better?
3: hmm very interesting. So if people want to learn more about you and your books and your business, how can they get in touch with you?
4: Well, I could offer a free gift for listeners. And if you would go to freegiftfromirena.com, and Irene is spelled as I R I. And a free gift from Irena.com you will find there the quiz that you know people usually like to have quizzes And this one is entitled, Are You Living Your True Purpose in Your Business, Professional Life? Take this quiz. So you can find out by answering this quiz, the questions, you can find out whether your business or your professional career is aligned with what you're here to do because that will give you the biggest satisfaction and the highest level of abundance.
3: Well, thank you so much for that on our... Turn Knowledge to Profit website with today's interview, we will link to your, um, to your free gift. So thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it.
4: Oh, thank you, Janelle. It's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure talking to you and knowing you, and so it's fun. <laughs> thank you.
3: We need to take a real quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you.
5: I'm looking for a certain kind of woman and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how e-women networks proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of, or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managing director at ewomennetwork.com. That's managing director at And let's start the conversation.
0: You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your
3: host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with branding expert, Kimberly Pickett. Kimberly is the creative director and the principal at Kimbo Design, one of North America's leading branding and graphic design companies. Welcome, Kimberly.
6: Thanks, Janelle, for having me today.
3: I'm excited to learn about you and your business and talk about what you do. And I love to start these conversations with my guests to ask you to just tell our listeners about your business, how you started it, and how it's evolved over time. Sure. So I started
6: Kimbo Design uh, 15 years ago, and I'm originally from Oshawa, Ontario. I moved across Canada to Vancouver, B.C. and set up SHOP. Um, I started uh, freelancing here and slowly built up uh, the agency. Um, It's transitioned and evolved over time. It was uh, more focused on uh, design and now we're a full service advertising agency. Um, In terms of my name. Kimbo has always uh, stuck with me since I was um, small, so my, my dad used to call me uh, Kimbo, that was my nickname,
4: mm-hmm. so I actually
6: kept uh, that name because I thought it worked really well and people just love to say it,
4: so mm-hmm.
6: that's
3: how that formed. Interesting. So in the beginning you were doing, um, were you doing one-on-one consulting with companies? Yeah, yeah. So
6: I was, well, I was doing about everything. I was doing programming, I was designing, <laughs> I was uh, doing accounting, I was, you know, I wore all hats like every entrepreneur does when they first start a uh, business.
2: hmm
3: how did you start to make that transition? Cause I think a lot of people are thinking, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it all. And how do they go? Cause they want to be where you are. Mm-hmm. So how did you make the transition from doing everything to really focusing on your, you know, your area of expertise and doing the things that you love doing and kind of building your agency.
6: Mm-hmm. So, in terms of transitioning into uh, a, a bigger shop, a bigger creative agency, um, you know, you have to kind of set limits on yourself. You can only do so much. You're, you're human. And you have to enjoy this, this life that, that we're all given.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, so I realized that um, I needed a team. I mm-hmm. needed a team to go where I wanted to go. And um, I play a lot of sports and uh, I set goals for myself and um, so that kind of came into play and I I knew that I wouldn't be able to do everything. So I started to just kind of chop myself in half every time I would get so busy at doing one thing and then I knew that I could hire for that position. So if I was doing a lot of designing and it was just taking up majority of my time, but I also had to do some programming or all the other stuff, then I would hire that position. So basically that's how I I built uh, the company, but I built it up slowly. So I just
3: Mm -hmm.
6: began to chop myself in half every time I would get too busy doing one thing. And that's oh. kind of worked for me mm-hmm. in the last uh, 15 years. So,
3: yeah. I like that. Um, was your long-term goal to have a business like Kimbo that you have today, or has your goal evolved over time?
6: Mm-hmm. So my long-term goal was always to have a, a, a studio. Um, so I always dreamed about having a creative agency and um, my own office and work space. Um, so I put that on my list of of dreams and I, you know, I had a notebook putting, you know, what I wanted in life and uh, wrote it down and then, then I would just set up plans to kind of get there. And if I didn't get there, I didn't get there. If I did, I did. Um, so I always kind of had a, a a plan. I had a goal, uh, but I didn't necessarily know how I was going to get there. It was mm-hmm. you. You have you have a plan, but you know it doesn't always go as as planned, right? So, but <laughs> if you have your goal yeah, you you know you can. If you have your goals, then you can you can get there, for sure.
3: You know, I I think that to be honest, I think that it very rarely goes the way we envision it going. I'm not doing today what five years ago, I thought I would be doing. Now, I love what I'm doing, and I love the way things came together, but I never could have envisioned doing what I'm doing. But I think you talked about a couple things that I think are really important. One is having a really clear vision of what you want. Uh, and we just did a, a recent interview with Carrie um, Connolly, who talked about vision and having a clear vision being so key to your success. And I love that you shared that you had your vision, but you didn't necessarily know how it was going to happen. And I think that trips up a lot of people because they know the what, but they don't know the how. So they freeze and do nothing where I believe that if you know what you want and you get into action Exactly what you need or the pieces are all going to fall together.
6: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it's also, um, you know, you don't want to set yourself up to, if something doesn't go as planned or it's not as, not right, then you could potentially just give up. And mm-hmm. I, I see that what a lot of people do because you, and I think that goes back to, you know, your personality. You've got to be resilient you've got to roll with the punches because it it ain't going to go your way a lot of the time.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to be really flexible. I absolutely agree Um, and realize that you may have thought it was supposed to go a certain way, but in reality, it's supposed to go, instead of going left, it's really supposed to go right. You just didn't know that. Um, But I think being resilient is is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, you also talked about outsourcing. And, you know, I love it when you say kind of chop your, when you get to the point where you're doing so much of something, chop it in half and and get some support. I think a lot of people want to get help or say they want to outsource or they want to build their, their team, Mm -hmm. but they're so concerned about how to find someone. And then also the cost, you know, paying them. Do you have any advice or how did you get through that?
6: Yeah, so that mentality is like, well, I can do it myself. Why would I pay somebody to do that? But that's all wrong. You gotta, mm-hmm. you you gotta spend your money in order to make money, because you're not gonna get far if if you keep all your uh, nickels and dimes. Mm-hmm. You you have to, you have to fork it out. You have to be comfortable spending, right, and, and mm-hmm. feel good about it, um, because. The the moment I did that was the moment I started to make more money. The hmm. so the moment I just started to spend and mm-hmm. not not save like it was just like it that that mentality just just helped so much. And then I wasn't afraid to to say, okay, well I'm going to let this go cause, and I'm going to pay for this and I'm going to concentrate on something that's going to make me money, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Why concentrate on something that is not actually like doing the accounting or bookkeeping? That's a waste, right? So,
3: mm-hmm.
6: um, especially
3: when it's not
6: your your expertise, right? right. So, I always and,
3: remember a story from um, a coach who who talked about having a conversation with her coach. Um, and you know, she was making at the time, probably a hundred or $125 an hour. And she was doing a lot of tasks that she could have outsourced at $25 an hour. And her coach said, okay, you know, so you're, you're doing things that are way below what you should be doing, spending your time on, because you could be bringing in way more money. Mm -hmm. And then she said, I just want to ask you one question at the end of the day, would you hire yourself again based on the quality of work that you did? And she stopped and thought, and she said, absolutely not. So not only was she doing work that she could have outsourced at a lot less cost, it wasn't even being done effectively. And that was kind of that light bulb moment. And I think for you, once you start focusing on the things that are really your genius and your expertise, exactly. it, the, the business really grows. So that's a great, um, a great reminder.
6: Yeah, yeah, exactly, um, and that's what it's a, that's what it's about. It's about letting go, letting go of um, you know the busyness, right? So that you can grow your business.
3: Mhm. And I think a lot of people forget that um, we get so busy doing all the things that we do, and I know sometimes. I'm guilty of doing things because I know how to do them, I'm comfortable doing them, and they're easy to do versus focusing on the things that are really going to move the dial and move the business. So I've had to make sure that, you know, in my days, I really pay attention to where should my time be, and it's made a huge difference in the results.
6: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I agree.
3: So we need to take a real quick break, and when we come back, I want to continue the conversation and I'd love to have you share a little bit um, a little bit off topic, but not really and talk a little bit about branding and graphic design because I think that is an area that people get really confused when they're building a business to know when to go to an expert and how an expert like yourself can help them. okay. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you.
5: If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's director at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation.
0: This is the EWN Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today in our success interview, we've been talking with Kimberly Pickett, the creative director and principal at Kimbo Design. And before the break, we were talking about how you really – grow a business by leveraging your resources and really focusing on the things that you do well and not trying to do everything. And I'd love to ask you, Kimberly, I know that there's a lot of confusion in when to use a company to help them with branding, with graphic design. I know there's an awful lot of things that are being done online, can you give us some insights, maybe some questions we can ask so we know when we're ready to actually get help, and maybe the difference um, in the value between someone trying to do it themselves versus really getting an expert to help them build their brand and their image?
6: Yeah, sure. So in terms of what's happening in online and in branding and, and uh, graphic design and marketing, um, a lot of uh, businesses um, are, are now seeing uh, the results of having a great website because it's just like having a great business card when you give it to somebody who, who wants to know a little bit about your business. Um, it's all about image. This whole world is, is about image and having High end branding is key for businesses to grow and, and for them to uh, survive. Um, there are some companies that have survived um, not having a website and um, that mentality is changing now because you just have to have a, a, a website and uh, a great logo, else uh, somebody will come along and steal your your customers or, or clients. Um, I think a lot of the concern with some organizations is uh, just knowing what is a good website and what is a bad website
3: mm-hmm.
6: um, and when to go to an expert to get them to help help. Mm-hmm. Them. So what I like to say is, um, you know, look at your advertising uh, budget first of all, and uh, figure out what uh, you can afford.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, in terms of what we do, we do a high-end uh, custom websites
3: mm-hmm.
6: and also branding. So our typical clients are, um, you know, uh, some are small to medium-sized businesses and also large organizations that have uh, budgets for advertising and advertising campaigns,
3: Mm
6: -hmm. Um, and uh, they need to reach a certain audience and they need to reach uh, a certain uh, target. a lot of our clients that come through the door, sometimes they do go cheap and they they will buy a website for, you know, a few thousand dollars and and be upset because they didn't get what they wanted and, and that sort of thing. So I think knowing the market first and kind of uh, looking at uh, different uh, solutions
3: mm-hmm. is,
6: is really key. Um, but having an agency is is going to add value to your company and business, and if you 're looking to grow or rebrand it 's best to have an agency as a partner because they 'll help you do that
3: mm-hmm. do do clients when they come to you need to really have a good understanding of who their client is, who their demographic is, or is that something that you help them do too?
6: Yeah, so uh, some clients come with the understanding of they know their, their audience, they know their target audience. So it's just a matter of us collaborating and uh, uh, getting into their, their business and knowing their, um, their target audience. Um, some, uh, we do, we do uh, research in advance, and we will focus groups or um, uh, exploratory focus groups um, and research about certain, certain products or uh, certain uh, branding ideas. Um, so, that would be the start of the process first. But it just depends on uh, where the organization is at the time. Uh, with a lot of our work, it's about taking an existing uh, identity, an existing logo, and rebranding, rebranding it.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, sometimes we do deal with a uh, startup, um, but that's rare.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
6: we'll more deal with um, a subbrand, creating a subbrand from uh, a main established brands
3: Mm -hmm. interesting do you find that companies um, are really vested in what they've already got or when they come to you are they open to taking that step back and really listening to some of the ideas to help them grow
6: yeah. So with with the clients that uh, are a fit with Kimbo, it's it's always they are coming to us for our expertise. Uh, they're not holding on to anything because they need our help badly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just it's just you, you can you can tell by that first meeting that um, you know we need to we need to do something here else. Um, you know, competition is going to come in and. And just uh, uh, dominate, right? Because technology is going so quickly, and uh, getting your brand out there online successfully and through different channels is a must. Mm-hmm. Else, else you're just going to go back to the um, the phone book days and be stuck in the phone book kind of decades. Um, mm-hmm. So it's you're you now. You have to look at ways where you can connect with your audience on that, in that online channel effectively,
0: mm-hmm.
6: which is, which is very hard to do if somebody is not in that, that realm or know that industry or know what's going on with insights and trends that are happening. So, um, so yeah, a lot of the clients. Will let go of anything that they've done and uh, say, you know, um, let's let's start from scratch. And they'll tell they'll tell me their outcomes and their goals, and then I will get them there.
3: Mm-hmm. I know that you were recently named one of Canada's top one hundred female entrepreneurs. What do you think um, helped you get that distinction? Because that's something that to be very proud of. Mm-hmm.
6: So with that award, I started uh, six years back submitting.
4: <laughs> mm.
6: And every year, I, you know, I, I didn't get it for some reason. So I'd always follow up and have a little debrief and, and then look at all the winners, study the winners, um, look at what they have accomplished and kind of figure out what, what I need to do in order to get on that list. So mm-hmm. that. So I set up a goal for myself, um, where it was, you know, I, I read a lot of the articles about these women, and I found it inspirational. And uh, I put it down on my list. And uh, yeah, last year I got there. They accepted me, and um, it was a great feeling because I, you know, I was, I was trying every year, and mm-hmm. finally I got on the list.
3: <laughs> well, you know that that's a a great. Um, a great story, because I think oftentimes you know we try something once and it doesn't work, and a lot of people give up after that one time. Some people will go back and try a second time. but I think you know whether it's sales, whether it's reaching out to a new client, whether it's an award, whatever it is, I think it's a real good reminder that there's a reason it didn't happen. So what can you learn from it? How can you improve? How can you get better? And I love the fact that you looked at who did win. What were they doing? Mm. What could you do to take your business to the next level? And it sounds like it took a little while, but you really got there. So that's great. Congratulations. Mm.
6: Thank you. Yeah, and also it's about resilience too, right? And, um, you know, when people uh, give up, it's, you know you can build your resilience Mm -hmm. so it is a it's a skill that you can do exercises to to um, grow that part of your kind of personality and um, also drive as well Mm -hmm. i think i was lucky enough to kind of have it uh, before when i was small and i would fail at certain things i just kept on trying and uh, i wouldn't give up so I remember from when I was uh, little that, you know, if I got cut from the high school play, I would I would try it again next time, right? Mm-hmm. Or I got cut from a certain team, I would try it again a- another time. So, like, you know, it, it's devastating when it happens right at first, and then you got to step back, look at the whole picture, and then um, start again. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing what you have done. How can our listeners get in touch with you and learn more about what you have to offer and what you have done?
6: Yeah, so uh, in terms of my story, you can go to uh, KimboDesign.ca, the website. There's uh, a lot of information about me and um, my uh, business, services, clients and the work that I do and um, also I write a blog every month so uh, you can subscribe to the blog and uh, be informed on the latest insights and trends in advertising.
3: Well, thank you so much. Can you give our listeners, as we wrap up our conversation, just one piece of advice that will help them scale and build their business?
6: Yeah, so one piece of advice I would give to anybody trying to scale their business is uh, focus. Focus on uh, what's going to get you there the fastest and um, not get sidetracked with, with other things that are, are going on. Um, also making uh, decisions quick. Don't let uh, kind of your decision making process take a long time, else somebody else, your competition will will get it. So um, quick decision making and focus is is how you are going to scale.
3: Those are, are great reminders. And I was actually talking to someone this morning about decisions, and people often think that making no decision or putting off a decision is, you know, not taking action, but it really is action. So that's important to remember. So I like that, make a decision quick and, and move forward. So thank you so much for your time, and um, I've really enjoyed the conversation. Great.
6: Well, thank you for having me. It's
3: been great. You're welcome. Well, we need to take another real quick break. And when we come back as our business builder, stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're
5: listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business. She's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs.
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment, we're going to be talking about why you should write your own book.
1: So, Michael, why do you say that coaches need to write a book?
2: Well, there are a number of reasons. First, it really establishes you as an expert. Uh, it elevates your status and your visibility. Um, it, it, you know, people really see those who write books, uh, authors, as being serious professionals. And whether that's true or not, that's a that's a topic for another day. But. Um, they really are seen as people who um, are set apart from everyone else. Um, Second, it really helps you get your message out. Just the discipline of writing the book helps you organize your thoughts and describe what you do in a way that other people can understand and connect with. Um, And if you don't have a brand process, then writing a book will require you really to think through that process and, and really get into that and really organize the way you do business. And so it really, really is helpful in that way. And third, uh, it's really a low investment way for people to learn about you and what you do. Most people, um, you know, $10 or $15 or even $20 for a book is, you know, almost a no-brainer decision if they're interested in what you do. And that gives them, in a lot of cases, their first look at at your process, your way of thinking, how you deal with clients, um, those kinds of things. So it's really, really simple for them and it's, uh, it's really low investment.
1: Well, and I love the way that you have so many ideas for leveraging things that you've already done. So I think one of the challenges is people think you have to start from scratch which is not true so what do you suggest someone does if they want to start writing a book
2: well you're absolutely right I mean, the first thing I I always recommend that people leverage something they already have I would never say start from scratch with a blank piece of paper I mean you certainly can but it's just a longer process so you really want to leverage something that you've already done or that you're already doing so you know, If you're writing a blog, could you possibly expand those posts into chapters or parts of chapters and string them together into a book? Um, if you have a radio show like this one, um, can you have parts of each episode transcribed and then use those as a starting point for your chapters? Uh, yeah, if you have a free ebook, for example, then maybe what you could do is use that as a high-level outline and really flesh out or expand on those topics and add examples and explanations graphics exercises etc and turn it into a a full-fledged book I mean there's really a lot of ways that you can leverage what you're already doing and, and I always recommend that somebody start there
1: that those are all great ideas and I think it is important to know that you can repurpose what you've already done and when you're deciding what to do I think one of the things to do is first determine who your target audience is, who are you putting this together for, and why are you putting it together?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Um, that's a a great recommendation. You always need to figure out who the target audience is, because depending on the target audience, the book is gonna be written really in very different ways, very unique ways. Just go to the bookstore, for example, and pick up a book on corporate management and just kind of thumb through it, see how it looks and, and how it's organized. And then go to the other a section on new business and pick up a book that's written for brand new entrepreneurs. You'll see that it's much, much different. Um, it's not better or worse. It's just a different style. So um, really, you need to figure out who is it that you're addressing. And um, you know, here's a hint: it should be your ideal clients. I mean, if you're if you're going to address someone different with your book, I, I would ask you to step back and question why you're doing that. Um, because really, if you have ideal clients. The, the natural place for you to position your book is for those clients because theoretically you want more of them so you really want to look at who that ideal client is and then I always recommend go to the bookstore. Um, you know everybody does everything online today. You can, I mean, you can do it on Amazon if you want but I don't know I like the to be able to pick up books and look through them and really study them but go to the bookstore and go to the section that your ideal client would typically use for to find books about things like what you do, and look at some of those books. Look at how they're written. Look at how they're put together. Do they have long chapters or short chapters? Do they have a lot of pictures or a lot of text? Do they have a lot of examples or do they have a lot of stories? I mean, you know, how are they written? How are they put together? So that's, that's really important. Um, and then the next thing you really need to do is figure out what you want to say to that audience so once you know who you're talking to what do you want to say to them Um, and really what is it that your ideal clients most want to know uh, and that they most want to know about you Uh, where do they need help you know if you have a branded process and use that as a framework how can you make it easier for them to implement that process without you being there. That's really the the purpose of the book uh, in a lot of cases is to make it so that someone could pick up your book, read through and understand whatever process it is you use and get some benefit from that. Now, the the, the trick is or the key is that they're not going to get the benefit that you would give them if you were coaching them one-on-one. That's why they pay you to coach them but they should be able to implement parts of it and see how it works and get some limited successes with it so that they're encouraged to go to the next step, which might be to hire you or to take a class from you or to have you help them go the next step.
1: I think one of the challenges when someone meets a coach or for the first time is they really don't know anything about them. So a book is a great way for someone to learn a little bit about your philosophy, who you are, see examples or stories of the type of people you've worked with, because what they can do then is see themselves in those clients and really see how you might be able to help them so it is a great tool to get started it's a low investment and it does give people the way for them to really know who you are and the type of successes you've achieved
2: right so you know that's where the examples come in it's always great to have good stories and good examples of clients that you've helped um, do something better So it works in a couple of ways. The first way is that uh, people that read the book, that are thinking about working with you, may see themselves in those examples. And so they see that, oh, it worked for that person, it could work for me. Or, oh, that person had a similar situation to mine, and I see how they applied it, Um, yes, I want to work with you to apply that. Um, The other way that it works, and this is sort of an an interesting way, is that if you have stories about specific clients that were successful and you include those stories in your book, then who do you think is likely to buy your book? The people that have the examples and the stories in the book are likely to buy it. And in fact, uh, they, they may even be likely to recommend the book to their clients because they're in it and they want people to read about them as well as you. So it sort of of works in two different ways. It's really quite interesting. But those examples, those stories, um, those are really, really an important part of the book.
1: Well, and I love the fact that you're able to do a couple things because you can take your knowledge that you've created through your blogs and radio show hosts and different things that you've done and repurpose that into a book, you can also take that book and then turn that into a course. So it gives you just another tool, each one of these build upon one another to really expand what you have to offer to your clients.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So companies like ours turn knowledge to profit. One of the most popular uh, offerings that we have is turning your book into a, a course, and it's it's really straightforward for us to do that because you have this book. So if I, we back up and you say, so if you came to me and said I want a course, um, well, I'd have to find out about your process. I'd have to find out about your clients. I'd have to find out about. Um, how you do it, all the the details of what you do. And we can certainly do that, and I do that all the time with clients. But if you could just hand me a book that already has all that in it, it makes it very straightforward and very quick to turn that into a course that you can start offering and start making money from. Um, We worked with a client recently um, that uh, we took her book and turned it into a course in about eight weeks. So within two months, she had a course that she was offering and making money on, uh, having come from just a book. So yeah, but the, the book really is a great place to start with other offerings, as you said. And but it all you know also goes back to your branded process, which we talked about in a previous session. Um, you know, if everything's hung around that process, so your book describes the process, your coaching embodies the process then as you start to develop more and more products, they're all sort of hung hung on that process and everything really feeds on everything else.
1: So by now, hopefully our listeners are seeing how things are starting to come together. If you are thinking about writing a book or if you have a book, go to Turn Knowledge to Profit on our Facebook page and share the title of your book. We'd love to check it out. And if you're thinking about writing a book, but you're not sure where to get started or the first step, and you're interested in learning more, just email michael at tk2p. That's michael at tk2p.com. And let's Chat and see how we can support you and how you can get more exposure for what you do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to talk with you. You know, they say that everybody has at least one book in them, and you just need to know what products to look at, what you already have, and how you can leverage those into a book. So I would encourage you to do that. I'd love to talk with you about it. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.
0: Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.